Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, a partner showcase without Mario or Donkey Kong. Don't they know it's Mario versus Donkey Kong month? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Always a good day when oh, there's yes. a Nintendo Direct or Partner Showcase or... Yeah, yeah, yes. I will agree that it is always a good day. That can that makes the day better. It makes the day better. Yes. For sure, yeah. I don't know if you... And look, we are not doing weather reports anymore. That's not part of the show structure. No. Um, but were you woken up last night by the heavy rains in Los Angeles? No. It was so loud in my neighborhood it was one of those like you ever have this experience where like it's raining and you're like wow it's really like you can hear it and you're like that's that's really it's really coming down out there and then like it gets louder and louder and you're like surely it can't get any louder than it already has and then it does oh geez no i guess in my neighborhood we did not experience that or i just slept through it you may have slept through it it also could be a, a matter of neighborhoods i got that river right there so like i think it's possible i was hearing uh -huh, some river of, runs through it a river runs through it uh comma my neighborhood um so maybe that's what i was like hearing slash experiencing but like two o'clock in the morning it was just like oh my god wake up yeah that would be unnerving yeah and so then i was like i, I uh checked the alarm on my phone it was still set for like five minutes to six so i could watch this direct this morning um and and then you know when i eventually fell back asleep like an hour and a half later, I was like, no, I'm not going to wake up. To my <laughs> that's that's nonsense. It's a video on demand. You don't need to watch a video on demand the second it posts. Right? I mean, of course, it. there is a partner showcase that we're going to talk about. But yeah. that does not make it any less Mario versus Donkey Kong month. Oh, just, banana. And I don't have one yet, but I'm working <laughs> on right, it. All right. Uh, I trust you. You don't have a ton of opportunities left. Well, luckily, this Nintendo uh, Direct Partner Showcase extends Donkey Mario versus Donkey Kong Month another week. So it's okay. A, oh, so no, that that is interesting. So it's a blessing in that way as well. We're, so were you saying that we are still doing all five episodes of Mario versus Donkey Kong Month? This is just us adding one to, into the middle. Exactly. So okay. Mar uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong Month. Do I need to retract my catchphrase? <laughs> no. Wait. Why would you? Like just because I said it in this episode, and this is not. No, what I'm saying this I, is canonically well, part of Mario. I, okay, I believe. Got it, got it, got it. I believe strong. Yeah, I believe that this is canonically mm -hmm. part of Mario versus Donkey Kong month. We just won't title it that, sure, because that would be super confusing. That would be very confusing, and also discoverability is hard on <laughs> podcast platforms. Let's put partner showcase in the title of the episode. Um, uh, Mark, if people would like to uh, not have to worry about discovering us, but just supporting us directly, they can do so at patreon.com slash Nintendo Cartridge Society, where if you are supporting us at the 8-bit or 16-bit levels, you can get access to our once-a-month episodes of miniseries that we put out. We are currently making our way through NCS Arcade. That's right, where we're playing games on Nintendo Switch Online and Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack that we've never beaten before in Last month was The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap for the Game Boy Advance. Which we both beat. And had a lot of fun talking about. Mm -hmm. And for February, we are playing and going to be talking about the Nintendo 64 game Jet Force Gemini. Yeah. Uh, and uh, will we have uh, as as fun a conversation about that game? Probably. Yeah, the conversation is going to be Conversation is going to be popping off, yeah. Yes, but of course, uh, you know, Patrick and I are experiencing... Jet Force Gemini for the first time in the year of our Lord 2024. But, and we would love to know your feelings, impressions. Yes. Memories of playing this previously, if you have those. Um, right. You should email those to us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Um, the Discord is a fine place to discuss those things, but that's tough for us to collate that from the Discord uh, to use in the episode. But if you email us, we will make sure to uh, read and address your email in the app itself. Um, you need not be a, uh, a, a patron to uh, send us an email about it. 
Um, it would help us out. Speaking of the Discord, if you would like to be in the Discord, all you got to do is send us an email, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, and I will send you an invitation to the Discord, and you can be talking about these presentations and uh, NCS Arcade and whatever's going on in the world of Nintendo to your heart's content. Um, Mark, to, as we are recording this, uh, my the first issue of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle source book uh, is out in comic book stores now. You can buy it. It's yeah, a, congratulations. Thank That's you. That's amazing. It's a thing that I wrote that you can go to a store and buy. So uh, if you are interested in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, check that out. All right, Mark, we've got a partner showcase to discuss. So let us stop screwing around uh, and do it. Twenty-five-ish minutes, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we saw a, a, a lot of games here. Um, some sort of like uh, skirting what exactly like partner means. There were a couple things in here that I'm like, that's borderline first party. Um, but uh, but we yeah, you thought that that might be the case, I right? Thought that, that might be the case. Yes. Uh, in the way that it was announced, it was like partner publishers and developers or something like yes, that development but... and and uh, is publishing and development partners so yes it could be games that are published by nintendo but just being developed by someone else which i think we saw a couple of those you know here, i'm not sure one i yeah i, th I think uh i think endless, endless ocean spoiler yeah. but i think i think the other endless ocean games were right. published by nintendo right. and they were developed by arika our friends from tetris 99 and so it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case, but I haven't seen like anything that's yeah. I, I I haven't clocked that either. I guess uh, if Nintendo publishes it, I have to buy it this year. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, um, well, I I will have to pay extra close attention. Although, like, there was a a little while where they're publishing those Square Enix games. I would have to buy those too, You'd have right? To buy those I would too. have to, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't. Even if it's like Dragon Quest Builders, yeah, where it's like a re like it was released somewhere else originally, and then I, you better pray right. that that's not that that doesn't happen because yes, you would you would have to pay for that. Uh, Square Enix actually not present in this showcase, which uh, no. I find very interesting. Yes, especially because last year they couldn't release enough Nintendo Switch games. They kept putting games out. Oh, and like you know, Square Enix be putting out games, right? They do. Uh, but I, I guess they've got like uh, the biggest Final Fantasy game in the world coming out next week. Um, yeah, that's true. Not on Nintendo platforms, but uh, actually just on PlayStation Five specifically. Well, and like we talked about a few weeks ago, Square Enix is recalibrating right. to not be releasing so many of those like middle tier games that yeah. had been on the Switch the last couple of years. No more Chocobo GP Dash. No more of that. Oh my gosh, yeah. No more Fiat Rhythm for like the eighth time, right? I do wonder if that means the end of Fiat Rhythm. Mm. Yeah, maybe. You can say it the way you want to say it. You can say Theater Rhythm if you want. I could tell that you were fighting it. <laughs> no, I was just, uh, I really was grappling with the, like I hadn't considered the fact that that series might just be over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But Very that's well not be. what we're here that's to That's not what we're about. here to discuss. <laughs> We're here to discuss the uh, the showcase that posted at 6 o'clock this morning, Pacific Time. Uh, and first things first, before we talk about any games at all, um, there was a new opening graphics package. I did not clock this. I did not either, but there was a scuttlebutt in the Discord and on uh, social media um, that it has changed. Um, and uh, the this is the first time that like it has changed in the Switch era. Um, there was a different like graphics package for the Wii U era, Wii U slash 3DS era. There is now, uh, or there had been for a long time, the Switch graphics package, and now there is something a little bit different. What more confirmation do you need that a new Nintendo hardware is coming this year? I think confirmation was that that's the more confirmation that we need. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's it certainly suggests that we are uh uh we, we're we're past due for for the announcement. Um. One th other thing that I want to talk about before we start talking about the individual games is there when they announced that it was going to be a partner showcase or when there were rumors that it was going to be a partner showcase, yeah, there's it felt like there were two paths that this partner showcase could take. There was the one we all feared, which was the 2020 partner showcases. Uh -huh. And then there was the June 2022 partner showcase that 
I feel like is a really good analog to this one. Sure. Where it felt like a Nintendo Direct with the f- a couple of first-party pieces missing. Yes. You know, like, if you added a trailer for a new game, maybe catching up on a game we already know about and throw a couple of surprises in there, then, like, a little couple of little things, then you would have, like, a full Nintendo Direct. And you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even clock it as, like, hey, there's not a lot of first-party stuff here. Yeah, if the, you know, we got a new Princess Peach Showtime trailer uh, last last week, yeah, um, that showed off like the additional transformations. If that had been in here, and if they were, if they shadow dropped um, uh, side order, the Splatoon DLC which is coming out tomorrow anyway, which is coming out tomorrow anyway, um, and then like you know checked in on Thousand Year Door or something, um, I and just called this a Nintendo Direct. I honestly don't think people would have noticed. Like but, I, I think right. they would have just been like, it's a Nintendo Direct. I mean, maybe I. So I feel like I understand why they didn't do that because I think people would have been disappointed in it. Sure. Because it didn't have really like it, it wouldn't in that case it wouldn't have had anything big and new. But we've we've probably had worse Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Than no. That. I I think I think that is definitely true. I can't say that I got like super excited by this direct. I it definitely feels like everybody and maybe maybe this has just been going on for years now. <laughs> And I uh, know seriously because I'm the, I'm as I'm about to say this I'm like going through the rolodex of things that are and I'm like well okay Aspire's been putting out a bunch of Star Wars remasters for a long right. time like that's just kind of the thing they do and so maybe it's not like that different but I think I'm more on high alert because right. Nintendo has transitioned into we're doing a bunch of remasters and here's, you know, like games from our past. That right. So seeing that back, from other companies, it just feels, starts to feel like, Ugh. it just, it just feels like we're like, everybody is just in general agreement that we're at the end of the switch's life. Right. Y- yes. That's I mean, what it, it feels like. I, well, and what's interesting is like, even so the, the first game that it is, is announced here, and this is sort of illustrative of the point I'm about to make. So let's talk, let's talk about it. Um, is grounded one of the uh, games that was originally uh, exclusive to Xbox? It's one of the multiplayer games. We've now had all four uh, uh, games that were rumored be confirmed as coming to other platforms: Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Grounded, and Sea of Thieves. Although not all to all platforms, seemingly. Um, but so uh, the first thing, uh, the first game that kicks off the direct here is Grounded. Um, we get to see, uh, you know, they talk about the like multiplayer uh, sort of like survival aspect of it um but just in showing off like the they're not screenshots it's actual footage from the game uh it looked kind of crummy it did look kind of crummy like it, it if if this is how xbox is going to bring games to nintendo switch i'm almost like why bother like who's going to log in on their switch to play grounded looking bad Probably the millions of people who just own Switches. Maybe. It's probably like the, the target audience, That's the audience, hope, right? I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Especially but, because it has like cross-play and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, it seems fully featured from what we can yes. tell. It will be, and so maybe they're uh, prioritizing performance over graphics. And, you know, I guess. Which ma- you would need to for, for there to be parity online in, in, in cross-play. Right. But no, I agreed. It, it did not look amazing. It's just like that's one of those things where, uh, you know, when a game is developed for Switch, then it can look good. If a game is not developed for Switch but then goes to Switch anyway, pretty high likelihood it's going to look bad. Yeah. Um, and that, I think we're just seeing that in, in Grounded. Um, I think this, if I own an Xbox, I would want to play this game. I've always thought this game looked cool. Yeah. I don't think I'll pick it up on Switch. I've got no desire to play it yeah, on Switch. But, yeah, but uh, I think it's cool. I when there was a partner showcase rumored for last week and it didn't happen, there was some speculation that it Nintendo delayed it because so Microsoft could have their little uh, podcast shindig beforehand. I feel like that's a pretty good theory. Saying seeing that like this kicked yeah, off yes. the uh, the partner showcase it's a pretty good theory but it's also one where i'm like so but didn't it seem like uh microsoft was like rushing to get that podcast out yes so but so they they uh, they shortened their timeline because all these rumors got out to put out this podcast 
Um, so Nintendo had to delay. Like, well, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously there are a lot of like announcements that are uh, contingent on other announcements being made. So I'm sure it's just a case of like timelines are in flux always. Um, but it just it seems funny to me that like something had to happen sooner, so something else was delayed. I see what you're saying, but I think it's plausible because. Uh, or or did uh, Nintendo not plan to have Grounded or Pentiment in this thing, uh, and it was only in the last week that Microsoft was like, I don't know. Go ahead. That feels less likely to me because we also have a big... Like, we do. We do have it's a big... Like, yeah. It's like Rareware, yes. you know, um, and all these Rare games. I think Nintendo and Microsoft are, have a cordial relation, working relationship. Yes. Uh, the handshake being Rare, mm-hmm. and I... And so it would not surprise me if, you know, Microsoft was like, hey, can you just delay this for a week so we can put our little video podcast thing out there yeah. and have this covered? And we're not, we won't announce what games are, you know, like we won't name the games. Right. Because, you still get to name the games. Yeah. Which is so weird. It's so weird that they're like, no, it's, we, we won't announce the games because that, that's for the, like the developers to do. And it's like, what? You're the developer. <laughs> what are you talking about? You own them. <laughs> but no, no, no. It's because they already had a uh, uh, an agreement with Nintendo to reveal them. For like the mark. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? But I, I just thought that was interesting that it started with Grounded. Yes. Uh, so a- after, and w- uh, we're, we're both kind of like a uh, cute looking game, but I don't know if. Uh, I don't think I'll play I'm it on Switch. I'm not going to play it on Switch. But right. it comes out in April, like soon. Soon, yes. Uh, April 18th. 16th, no. Oh, 16th. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up is uh, Ender Magnolia colon Bloom in the Mist, um, which is one of these game titles that could be about anything <laughs> from the title. Do you, I, I mean, I feel like Ender, Ma- yeah, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> no, I've, I, well, what, what does I, it mean? I was, I was, Ender <laughs> Magnolia? <laughs> this is one of those games that, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, because I have absolutely not played like the first game in this series or anything. Yeah. But I was like, I've heard of this. Like, I know I, <laughs> I was like, what is this an yeah. anime? Like what is going on? Why do I know this name? Yeah. And, and I, it's and just I'm because not... like, we've seen the, so. the first game in yeah. like a, a different showcase. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, another game in this series. Uh, and it's a side scrolling platforming action game where, uh, like, the world has been destroyed, and there are homunculi around. Um, Ooh, that was, a, that was a fun word to show up in this partner showcase. Yeah, you, it's normally only in a Bayonetta game that we get to hear about homunculi. Um, but I'm glad that it's back here. Uh, really, when else are you talking about homunculi? You're really not. You really are not. Um, uh, you can defeat homunculi, and then they travel with you. Uh, so that's fun. Um, game comes out sometime this year. We don't really know. Uh, don't know when. Uh, up next was a ra- a ranger, a role playing, a role puzzling adventure. Okay, a mouthful and too clever for its own good. <laughs> but a ranger, as like uh, you are arranging something, uh-huh. but also like a ranger. Yeah, no, it, as, it as is an RPG class. It is good. I think it's good. I think it's really good. Uh, comes out this summer, and everything moves when you do move. It looks I. Uh, it would. It looks like it would drive me crazy to play, but it looks cool. I'm I'm fascinated by the drive me crazy because I feel the same way that like uh, in playing a ranger that it will make me lose my mind and that I'll want to do stuff that I won't be able to do in a very like a uh, 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 necrodancer kind mm-hmm. of way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's not you know like to the beat or whatever, may- maybe it'll be uh, maybe it'll be fun they pointed out uh handcrafted dungeons which puts me at ease a little bit because it sure looks like a game that could be procedurally generated uh, uh-huh. um but the fact that it's like designed puzzles uh to get through this sort of uh thing where you're like sliding pieces around a board um but i'm i'm i am interested in this game i would like to play a ranger uh, next up, we got uh, Unicorn Overlord uh, coming out March 8th. We've uh, seen this game in, in previous directs. Uh, this is coming from Atlas and VanillaWare. Um, this is the first of the Sega games that we're going to see on this list, which is uh, very cool. A demo is available now. Unicorn Overlord still looks good. 
Up next was Monster Hunter Stories HD. So this is the first Monster Hunter game. Yes, Monster Hunter Stories game. Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Stories game that was originally released on the 3DS. To make note of that, with, this is our first appearance of a 3DS game in, in the Direct. And is now being remade for Switch and mm-hmm. releases summer 2024. Uh, and the previous Monster Hunter Stories game came out in 2021. So just, just a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, and that was like uh, alongside um, Monster Hunter. What was the uh, one? On? Rise. Rise. That's right. Um, uh, and I remember like messing around with that demo. And I, I played the demo of, of this game and liked it okay. But it just like, I don't know. There, When it comes to playing, you know, like long JRPGs, I'm going to like stick to the brands I know or the things that feel like exciting to me. Um, and like a cheapified version of Monster Hunter is like, just too many layers of abstract to me that uh, I am not able to actually like commit to these things. Yeah. I I don't really have a lot of interest in this game either, but I, I guess surprises may be overselling my reaction to seeing this. I was more, I guess I was just like, Oh, that's really interesting that this game is. It's odd. Coming to switch and that it's coming now. Yes. I mean, yeah, sure. I get, why, why, why not four years ago? You know, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, no, it, it it feels like a like a strange choice. Did Monster Hunter Stories two sell well enough on Switch that they were like, we got to get another one of these out the door? It, yeah, it must have. It must have done well enough. Hmm. Next up, a genuine surprise. Uh, for, I for me never in a million years. Yeah, expected to see. A revival of Epic Mickey. Disney Epic Mickey Rebrushed uh, is coming out sometime this year. Rebrushed. What do you, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing there? <laughs> yeah, not the best. Not the best. But better than another remastered or like is HD. Is it? <laughs> I think so. Okay. It, it paints a picture. No, uh, all right. All right. You, settle down. <laughs> no, I, I don't apologize. <laughs> Uh, Disney Epic Mickey, uh, when it was originally announced uh, many years ago uh-huh. on on the Wii, um, w- like was on the uh, the E3 stage, right? Like the Nintendo like rolled out the red carpet for this thing, um, and it is a game that I have Mark never played. Really? Yeah. Uh, so I uh, let's see it, and it comes from gaming pedigree, right? It's like a. Uh, is it Will Specter? Is that the name of the? Um, it's it's something Specter for sure. The, uh, I'm looking um, it up. The developer and like they did. This was during one of Disney's like they have gone back and forth historically over. We're all in on gaming, and so they have a bunch of developers right. in house. And this was during one of those moments. War Inspector. War Inspector. Thank you. And um and so there it was like a full court press for this and. The the concept art for it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the game that actually came out was, I would say, I would honestly say, like, mediocre. So when they... But I also was in my 20s when this game came out, right? Yeah. And so when they, uh, in this announcement, they kind of, like, promote it as, you know, the classic game. And right. th- that kind of, like... I. Did that hurt you a little bit? It, did, it didn't hurt me, but it, but I I did like I was like oh that's interesting. I is Epic Mickey a, a a classic? But then I realized again I was twenty when this came out and this game sold really well. Yeah. So I imagine and it's been close to fifteen years or something. Like I imagine that there probably are a lot of kids who grew up with this game, and for them. I guess I was trying to, in my head, I was trying to do the exercise of like, well, what is like a mediocre game that I grew up with, but I loved because it's what I had and I right. played a ton of it. Right. And I feel like that's probably Epic Mickey for a lot of people. Right. And, you know, for me, it was Star Tropics, right? <laughs> right, right. The original uh, Epic Mickey came out uh, in 2010. So, yeah. 2010. It, yeah. 2010. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Is that not what I said? No, no, no. It is what you said. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, like you say, basically fifteen years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's a, uh, it's very. I don't know. It's it it's it feels like it's coming out of nowhere. Uh, the the a, a a remake of this. I know part, and it's also interesting to me that it's coming from uh, THQ Nordic. 
Yes. Is it if? Yeah. Like, like, why do they have? How the, do they get the? Yes. I mean, because they just like bought a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like, is 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 probably how they how they snatch that up. This is being uh, touted as a faithful remake, so like we shouldn't expect it to have like added content or you know any anything like that. It does look quite a bit nicer than the original Wii release. Um, saw a couple um like comparison videos today. Um, so like the, the game looks good. I guess where I'm torn is you know you're saying like oh I've never played it before. Right. I don't know that I'd Should recommend I? it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'll probably pick it up because I'm curious to revisit it and if it is as kind of mid as I remember it being. Right. So I don't know. There was a second one of these, right? There was a second one. So the Wii, the first game was a Wii exclusive. Yes. And then the second one was multi-platform and kind of like Octopath Traveler. When the first one hit, it uh, had like a lot of attention and then the second one went multi-platform, and everyone was just kind of like, "Cool." <laughs> I don't know how the second one is. I never bought it. I never, yeah, I've never yeah, played yeah. it. Well, and like that—that that trajectory makes a lot of sense if the game is, as you say, mid. Uh, that like it was all promise before it came out, and then had to actually deliver. Um, so that by the second one, you already know what it is. It's not a mystery. Yeah, that's true. I also, and I do think the kind of the difference between the concept art what the concept art was right, selling right and what the finished product turned out to be well and maybe we can speak a little bit about that because like i i don't know that like i, I remember back in the day in, in 2010 when the the game was on the e3 stage um them really digging into the idea that like this is mickey like traveling through the like past of disney animation right uh, i would say that this trailer didn't do anything to like sell people on what the concept of Disney Epic Mickey is was kind of just like, it's that game you remember and it's back. Yeah. And like the concept art, the original like concept art for it was really moody, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, like everything was really inky and like Mickey's on top of like Monstro the whale. And he's like sailing towards this kind of like dark uh, magic kingdom type thing. And I think that was just not, one, probably, like, graphically achievable on the Wii. Right. And two, n- never got through Disney's higher-ups, which are like, you can't do that to Mickey. Right, right. Like, that's not the universe that we're selling. No, Mickey's got to be fun. Uh-huh. He can't be, he can't be grimdark. This isn't Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> exactly. Mickey, bald space marine. <laughs> oh, that would be cool, though. <laughs> Warhammer 40K uh, <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Um, all right, well, so that is coming out, and that's coming uh, from uh, THQ Nordic, like we said. Next up was Shimigami Tensei Five colon Vengeance. I gotta say, it's coming out um, June twenty first. Um, I had the hardest time reading the subtitle because <laughs> of the font that it was in. It looked crazy to me. I didn't. I didn't understand if this was a because I, I haven't played Shimigami Tensei Five, so I didn't understand if this was a like a side story. Or like a uh, re or like what this was. I'm also unclear what this. It is. turns out that it's like uh, like a uh, remake, not a remake. It's like an expanded version. Sure, it's like your uh, your persona uh, royal. I too. think so. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's that extreme. Like I don't know what uh, kind of because Persona Five Royal. They made like a lot of quality of life updates and things like that. Right. I don't. I. But Shin Megami Tensei Five already came out on Switch, right? It did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is a uh, re-release with more stuff. That's what it seems like. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, we don't know anything about Shin Megami Tensei Five, so maybe we shouldn't be talking about it too much. Uh, worth noting here, this is the second Sega and Atlas game that is appearing in the showcase. After that was Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection, which uh, releases very soon on March 15th. Uh, This is Aspire back doing the only thing that Aspire does, which is making PlayStation 2 era uh, uh, Star Wars games playable on Switch. There was a part of me that when I saw this, I got really excited. Yeah. Because uh, I like the Star Wars Battlefront games, and the idea of revisiting them is fun. But then I remember that I've bought some of these, like, Aspire right. games. And it's not that they do a bad job. It's just that the it's PS1 not, not era, exciting, like, yeah. the, it's it's a difficult era to revisit. Um, a lot of these are PS2 era, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. yes, that is true. 
Um, yeah, it's uh, I found this uh, this little commercial very funny because they were like, play as classic characters like Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and others, and it shows General Grievous. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I think there was also a part where they were like, for the first time, play as Kit Fisto, and that I was pretty excited about. It's yeah, like, that yeah, is true. you throw a Yaddle in there, and I'll definitely buy this. Yeah, yeah. If if Yaddle's there, we're we're there. Um, but no, it, it is funny when they like. Uh, it's like we're about to do a list of cool places you can fight the Death Star and Naboo. <laughs> You're like, okay, it's two places. It's not an impressive list. Uh, but yeah, the Battlefront collect. So that's just two games, right? It's uh, Battlefront and Battlefront Two. I think so. Okay, um, but it has like online play and all yeah. of that, which mm-hmm. is um, definitely the calling card of those games. Um, do we know if that's coming to other platforms too, or, or just? I have to imagine it Switch, is. Switch, yeah. Um, but I don't think we know, or I didn't look it up. Mm-hmm. Next up was South Park Snow Day coming out March twenty sixth. Uh, this is THQ Nordic again. We have seen this game uh, teased in uh, or you know shown off in other presentations. Have we seen it in a Nintendo presentation before or not? not? That I can remember. Okay. Um, they're keeping up the whole like uh, new kid concept, um, which is uh, from the the Ubisoft games where like you get a like player create a character and they just call you new kid the whole time. Um, Although I gotta say, uh, the art style of this game just looks like the South Park game on Nintendo sixty four, um, like these sort of low poly three D models of the characters. Um, it feels like such a step back from the Ubisoft games, where it mm-hmm. looks like you're playing an episode of the show. And I understand that since it's like a you know third person action uh, online shooter in quotes. Um, that you can't use that same graphic style, but uh, th- it feels like a severe demotion for the series. After that was Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream, releasing <laughs> sometime in 2024, mm-hmm. coming to us from Bandai Namco. Let's just keep rolling here. Bandai <laughs> Namco is also giving us Gundam Breaker 4, coming out at some point in 2024. They showed off a diorama photo mode for this, um, which like once you get your uh, Gundams built the way you want them, you can pose them and take pictures. Yep, love that. Uh, up next was we spent a little bit of time with Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble, releasing on June twenty fifth. I could go for a, a Banana Rumble right mm, now. It, it yeah. sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Sega again. So this is the third Sega game that we're seeing in in the showcase. Uh, this is a brand new Monkey Ball game. It's not a re release. It's not a collection. Uh, this is new Monkey Ball. That includes four player co op and sixteen player online competitive multiplayer with a race mode, robot smash mode, etc. and so forth. Uh robot smash, uh perhaps unintentionally a hilarious name for a game mode for an <laughs> online game mode. Um the uh the multiplayer, the like online competitive of this looked a lot like uh Kirby's Dream Buffet to me. Um where it's just like, yep, there's 16 of you rolling around trying to get somewhere before the other ones. <laughs> or like Fall Guys, you know, like that that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, totally. Which uh is a compelling style of gameplay, so uh maybe they will find some success with that. I okay, this next one is World of Goo 2. Yes. And I j- we're just in a Nintendo Wii Renaissance. And a 3DS Renaissance, yes. I mean, it's uh, yes. Let's let's flag here because this is now the second Wii game. Yeah. That that we're talking about in the, uh, in this presentation so yeah, far, I we've think got that's one right. more big one. Uh huh. Um. But so yeah, here here's our here's our second Wii. And the World of Goo was one of those like early uh, WiiWare titles. Yes, where it was almost like a foreign concept that you could download a game onto your Wii, and it was the. Like the Wii was a because it was available, I think, at some point or another on a lot of different platforms. Yeah. But the Wii was such a fun platform to play it on because you could use, you know, the pointer controls of the mm-hmm. Wiimote. Um, it's crazy to me that there has never been a World of Goo two until now. Yeah. Because World of Goo came out in like two thousand eight. Right. Or something. Yes. I, yeah, I think it was like launch window, right? Like sometime in, uh, that could be two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, World of Goo 2 coming May 23rd, and I will absolutely buy this. I, there we go. I don't think I beat the original World of Goo, but it was it was a fun time. Um, 
is this published by Nintendo? Do I, I have to buy this? I don't think I'll it check is. it out. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. <laughs> it's on it's on me to enforce these rules, I know. Uh, next up was Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time, which may as well be a Famicom Detective Club uh, game subtitle. Um, the original Fantasy Life game, so this is uh, coming from uh, Level 5. It'll be out on October 10th, um, which is a the fur- furthest flung uh, t- t- uh, date that we have on here. Um, uh, and interesting that October 10 is like sort of... Uh, if we were still expecting the uh, Switch 2 out at some point this year, like, does that start to get into, you know, when that would have been out? Um, but, you know, we, we don't think that's the case anymore. Uh, but the original Fantasy Life was a 3DS game. Mm. So here we are live, swimming in 3DS waters again. So, like, 3DS and Wii are having, like, their re-release sequel moment right now. I, do you think that part of it is... Well, I guess the Wii- well, we ran out of Wii U. <laughs> we did run out of Wii U, but like Epic Mickey, I guess that one's like a remaster. Yeah, and then but World of Goo really more two- of a rebrush, a rebrush, and then World of Goo Two is a new game, mm-hmm. and this is a new game. So it's not that they are just like remastering 3DS games, but yeah, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is about what is happening right now. It just feels like on, yeah, the Switch is where you go to for things that have been released previously. I don't right. know. It, it's just a, it feels like a, a funky time. Well, and, and like it, it's the things that were released previously that then have just been sort of like dormant for a while. Right. Like right. Epic Mickey dormant, uh, uh, fantasy life dormant world of goo dormant. Now all these things are back. Uh, uh endless ocean. When we get to it, when we get to it, dormant, no spoilers. I. Uh, Fantasy, this game was announced at the same time as Decapolis, right? Oh, was it? Because I feel like we've seen this before. Yeah, But now we have a release date for it. Where's Decapolis? I think they told us last time we saw it that it wasn't coming until 2025 Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, So that'll be on Switch 2 or whatever. Uh, Next up was Another Crab's Treasure coming out on April 25th. This is a game that had been, like, uh, revealed on, again, on previous... Uh, showcases i don't think a nintendo one though yeah i don't think i don't remember seeing it in a nintendo showcase um i thought this looked cute yeah uh, i'll I, agree i like cute. it's a they, they call it a crab souls like mm-hmm. and but i like that it's a i think it's rare that you see a souls like this is an important point that is has like a um kind of like sense of humor a sense of humor right yes. it isn't dark like it has it has a playful energy, right. but then is just taking like the um like combat ideas from a Souls game and putting it into that world. Right, it's taking the dark out of Dark Souls. Yes, yeah, um, and replacing it with a crab. <laughs> uh, you can upgrade the character by getting uh, different shells that he's in. Usually, it's a fun idea. They're different kinds of trash. Uh, they also mention that you can use powerful umami magic, which uh, you know that's yes. <laughs> Yes, thank you. I, I am interested. Mark me down for one umami magic. Next up was Penny's Big Breakaway, which is out now. Today. Uh, and this is from Private Division, which is the team that brought us Sonic Mania. And that is honestly a really good hook, hook for me. Yeah. Uh, I went into Sonic Mania having never really played a Sonic game before. Really, really liking Sonic Mania a lot. And so when Penny's... Penny's Big Breakaway was uh, revealed last year, I think it was. Uh, I was definitely excited for this, and I uh, plan to pick it up for sure. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. I had not clocked when it was originally revealed uh, how like stylized it sort of is to look like a like a Sega CD era game, right? Yeah, I noticed that too more this time. Yeah, where I felt like I feel like in the little bit we've seen, it's really threading the needle pretty well between. Yeah having the feeling of a Sega CD game, but not, but still looking like not too retro. Right. Well, and to your point about uh, Agro Crab, or what's the name of that game? Another Crab's Treasure, um, like being bright and colorful and fun. Penny's Big Breakaway is very colorful, looks, has a very like Nights into Dreams uh, sort of aesthetic to it. It seems like it's going to be a colorful, good time just to engage with it. Yeah. In that way alone, it feels very 90s. Yeah. 
just that's, in that's like right. its color palette. Uh, next up uh, is the uh, Suica. Suica Suica game? game. Suica game, which is always in like the top ten best-selling uh, Switch games every week. Yeah, it's a sense. Apparently, it's a sensation in Japan, and yes. then they released it here, and it has become a sensation worldwide. It's also a game that is frequently on sale for ninety-nine cents. Yep, doesn't uh, hurt on on the Switch. Uh, so they're selling a multiplayer uh, expansion pack that's uh, available today as well. Um, it's paid DLC. There's like another online mode that's coming later, but like you can buy the DLC for it now. Up next is. Have you ever been curious about it or like even like looked at it, trying to figure out what it is? Uh, I was trying to parse it out watching the trailer today. I I've never played it, no. But I guess you're right. It is always on sale for ninety nine cents. I just I should see what all the hubbub is about. Um, it looks like you. There's fruit, and you drop other fruits into those fruits, and there's a fruit evolution chart. Um, so, like, if you combine two grapes, it becomes a watermelon. Oh, that's funny. And then, like, a watermelon and a watermelon that becomes a blueberry or whatever. <laughs> this, this is prob- this, that, that's good math that I'm laying out there. Um, so, yeah, it feels like it's, uh, it's, it's that, and so you're just trying to uh, get the best fruits in your jar or whatever. Amazing. So, uh, I don't know, maybe we're checking out for a buck. Up next was Pepper Grinder, which comes out on March 28th, uh, published by Devolver Digital. It's, uh, do you know what? The art style reminded me of Ghost Trick a little mm, bit, which mm-hmm. is a compliment. That game is very stylish. Totally, totally different types of gameplay. Yes. Um, but uh, just they, they both have a very nice, like, pixel art style. Uh, but there's a demo available today. Um, and I'm definitely going to check out that demo because the, the gameplay also seems cool. Like you're burrowing through physical objects with, with a drill. Um, uh, and yeah, I, to, to me, the, the pixel art almost uh, struck a Celeste chord for me. Um, so, you know, I'm a big dumb sucker for that. Speaking of big dumb suckers, mm-hmm. Pocket Card Jockey Ride On Ride On is out today. Yes. It's a miracle that we are uh, recording this and not playing it right now. You don't know that I'm not playing it right now. <laughs> You're right. I don't. I don't know that. Uh, yeah. So this is the uh, the game where you uh, race horses and the mechanism by which you control the success of your horse racing is Discreet Hands of Solitaire. Yep. Uh, it is available on Switch now. Had Spent a little time on Apple Arcade in this like ride on version. Um, uh, and if you are interested in checking it out because the description sounds insane, uh, A, you're right. B, there's a demo. So uh, you can check that out right now. And another 3DS game. Another 3DS game. So just take note. Next up, we had a sizzle reel. Sizzle uh, time. Sizzle time. We'll, we'll just go back and forth on this. Uh, Snuffkin Melody of Moomin Valley. Tales of Kenzero Zhao. Uh, Demon Slayer. Uh, I'm not going to say the subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Edition. Contra Operation Galuga. And then Pentiment, our second Xbox game. Uh, just kind of like dropped in the sizzle reel. February Which 22nd. feels unceremonious for one of the four games that caused Xbox to have an, an absolute meltdown <laughs> of, of PR. Uh, then it's just going to appear in the sizzle reel of a Nintendo partner showcase. Yeah, I know. It is kind of nuts. Um, Pentiment, I'm very interested in. I'm going to be picking it up and, and playing it because it looks beautiful and is an esoteric uh, piece of like video game storytelling so I'm yeah i thought I'm it looked it. really cool too uh, i guess it's out now so oh yeah february 22nd that's uh yes that is that is now so i'm, I'm gonna go pick it up isn't it crazy that they had that uh that podcast last week yeah. and already this week pentiment is coming out yeah on, on switch it's so it's so quick yeah it is crazy they were just ready to go i guess well and maybe that is a point in to like you what we were talking about earlier, and you're yes. like, it doesn't make sense that they would delay a Nintendo Direct, because that means they would also have to delay release all of these, dates. Yeah. yeah, all of these like surprise drops. Yeah. So yeah, that that feels less likely. Uh, and then a true, especially for what is uh, billed as a partner showcase, a true curveball, in the form of uh, here are a, a series of rare games. Coming to Nintendo Switch Online. As in, like, Rare Developed. Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, Studio uh, that is currently owned by Xbox, um, but used to be owned by Nintendo and made a bunch of Nintendo 
uh, NES, Super NES, and Nintendo 64 games. Uh, and so here are the games that are out on, uh, on, on these various platforms right now. Uh, for the NES, there's Snake, Rattle, and Roll. There is RC Pro-Am, which is a game that looms large in my, uh, you know, like NES fan memory. Uh, in, from the, the Super NES, Battletoads in Battle Maniacs and Killer Instinct. Uh, crazy to see these things on uh, Nintendo service. Um, and then uh, for the Nintendo 64, Blast Core. Yeah, I thought that it was fun the way that they presented this as like, here's just a bunch of rare developed games. Yes. Uh, we're just dropping them all. It's a partner showcase. And just this continued kind of like uh, a relationship between kind of like friendly relationship between yep. Microsoft and Nintendo, the where they are competing for people's time, but seemingly don't really see each other as competitors in like the same way that Microsoft right. and Sony do. Right. Yes. Uh, I got to say it is an odd collection of five <laughs> games. As, Feels right for a Nintendo switch course, online drop. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like when you, when you started up by being like, here, so this is going to be ver uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Here's the rare logo. You're like, finally. Okay, here we go. We are going to get Donkey Kong 64. We are going to get Diddy Kong Racing. Uh -huh. We don't, and we don't. <laughs> also, we get a Battletoads game, but the Battletoads game that we get is the Super NES Battletoads and Battle Maniacs, which came out like... I, I would say the moment for Battletoads was when Battletoads came out on the NES. I did not even know a Super Nintendo game existed. I mean, there's that and there's Battletoads and, and Double Dragon. That one I did know existed. Well, it's, I have a copy of it, so maybe you <laughs> played it at my house. Um, I've never owned a copy of Battle Maniacs, so I'm very excited to play it. Um, maybe that'll be our next uh, NCS Arcade. Who knows? Uh, probably not. Mark is shaking his head politely, but I, I don't think he's actually interested. Um, no, I, I, I think I think we'll take a break from rare developed games. <laughs> That's a great call. After Jet Force Gemini. That is a great call. Um, uh, but, I mean, uh, I'm also excited. To, I've, I don't even know what Snake, Rattle, and Roll's deal is. Um, RC Prime, I'm definitely interested in checking out again. Killer Instinct sort of busted for being, like, a, a, a Super NES game. It was interesting in the arcade, but, like, really stripped down for the Super NES. Um, but, uh, so, the, these, this is cool and strange, uh, but all it does is make me yearn for future announcements that I feel like this paves the way for. Right. I mean, unless some there's some terrible relationship breakdown right. between Microsoft and Nintendo, in which case we're like, why couldn't it have been like Diddy Kong Racing instead of Blast Core? Yes, yes. But also, like, Diddy Kong Racing, that's Nintendo's game to put out. Like, I know Rare developed it, but, like... But it has Rare developed characters in it. It does like, have there, Rare there characters. There must be some... That's true. I mean, because... Rare was never fully owned by Nintendo. Right. Uh, and so I just feel like there must be a reason why all of this stuff is happening in conjunction with Microsoft. Yes. Like, there must be some rights thing where Nintendo can't uh, just like release some of these games whenever they want. Would be so, my guess. That, that, that makes sense for me for, um, for Diddy Kong Racing. But Donkey Kong 64? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, they invented basically all those Kongs, all the non-Donkeys uh, Kong, but, like, they've put out the Donkey Kong Country games. Right. And seemingly that's been no big deal. Well, they stepped those out over a right. while, too. No, I guess they did make a big deal about them. I'm saying it wasn't, uh, uh, I guess we don't know. Maybe it was a huge fight for them to be able to do it. Out of, uh, speaking of, like, making a big deal out of it, I also feel like these rare developed games got a almost like special place of honor in the presentation. They absolutely where you did. You have yes. the sizzle reel mm -hmm. and then they're like, uh, hey, we have two more announcements. Yes. We and, have two more one big things. And the first one yes. is these rare developed games right. coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Which normally when they put, you know, like four or five games on Nintendo Switch Online, it is a tweet, you know, <laughs> with, with a little video attached. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're rolling out the red carpet for this. It had been a while since the last time we got uh, something on um, Nintendo Switch Online. So uh, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, always happy to update that spreadsheet and just get more data um, as their decisions actually get weirder as we go. 
Um, sh- should we take this opportunity to talk about what the uh, Japanese Nintendo Switch Online yeah, sure. got? So uh, Mother 3 is on its way to the Game Boy Advance library for Nintendo Switch Online in Japan. Um, and Nintendo also used that opportunity to reveal some um, like plushies for uh, M- Mother 3 um, that, uh, had ne- that they've never sold products like that before. Um, so, Mark, let the speculation begin. What does that mean for when we're going to see Mother 3? Are we going to see Mother 3? Let's talk about it. Yeah, I, I feel like um, it is e- the easiest way people probably have now to legally get Mother 3. Sure. Because if you subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online, you can just create a Nintendo, like a Japanese Nintendo Switch Online account, and yeah. you don't have to pay again. You just switch to that account in your um on your Nintendo Switch, and then you can download the yeah the same library yeah but like the, the Game Japanese Boy Advance, version like, yeah uh, library and have it include Mother Three. Of course, it's all in Japanese, right? So uh, you w- unless you speak and read Japanese, you won't be able to translate it. But that's interesting that it's mm-hmm. like that available. But I feel like I I just never say never. But I don't think anytime soon we're going to see Mother Three. Right. The so the, you know that there are a couple uh, ways or a couple examples of Nintendo releasing games uh, on the Famicom version of um, of these. You know, uh, uh, Joy Mecha Fight and Mysterious Murasame Castle both originally came out, or you know, originally on Switch came out just on the Japanese um, NSO, but came over to uh, North American NSO uh, years later. The other kind of big example, and this is one that would be a lot more like what they would have to do for uh, Mother 3, is the original Fire Emblem game on NES, or on Famicom. Um, It was part of their NSO, but they sold it as a separate download uh, in North America uh, and is, you know, fully translated, even has a couple quality of life Mm -hmm, things where you mm -hmm. can, like, rewind time and stuff like that. Um, So it's... You know, that at the time felt like a thing that would never happen. Uh, and Mother 3 is like another level of will never happen. But uh, it's still like, I this doesn't feel like a nail in the coffin for like, well, I saw a lot of that today. People being like, well, it's never coming to North America. And I'm like, I don't, this is just another point of data. Forever is a very long time. Such a long time. I, do you think that if they brought it over, because when they re- released the first like game in the mother series yeah. during the Wii era mm-hmm. it showed up on WiiWare and was well, it Wii or Wii U? Oh, I want to say it was Wii, but I Checking I could be it wrong. Out. Well, did, you talk. But didn't they call it Earthbound Origins? Is uh, it how- Earthbound Beginnings, I oh, believe. Oh, Earthbound Beginnings. Yeah. So do you think if Mother 3 ever comes over they'll call it like Earthbound again, or like Earthbound, or Earthbound two, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to be wholly confusing. Uh, I I don't know. I I wonder if the uh the branding of Mother Three is strong enough that they're just like, yeah, no, 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 it's it's fine. No, that's true it. for like the people who would care about it. Yeah, you could just call it Mother Three. Although I do, I don't hate the idea of them calling it Earthbound two because it'd be such a great throwback to when like. Final Fantasies were named. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like different all over the place. And we had Dragon Warrior and Dragon Quest. Uh, okay, looking it up here. Mother was released, uh, was re-released in Japan on a single cartridge. Mother 1 plus Mother 2 for Game Boy Advance. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sure it's in here somewhere, but like... <laughs> release... I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> it's like the end of a 433. Um... Well, uh, very interesting. I hope we uh, find out more about, um, you know, what the future of, of Mother 3 is at, at some point. But we, we may never. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the true one last big thing is... I think you're right. I think it was the Wii U. Yes! Uh, I couldn't find the information, but I had it in my brain. Um, the final one big thing is we've teased it a couple times. Endless Ocean colon luminous never played either of the endless ocean games me neither from the wii era mm-hmm. and i feel like they have a strong reputation as really cool like kind of chill out games right yes possibly in an era before we uh, properly appreciated chill out games yeah yeah 
Um, so it comes out on May 2nd. Um, it says that the undersea areas change with each dive, which implies to me that there's some procedurally generated oceans going on here. Um, and you can play with up to 30 players exploring one space uh, at a time, which uh, is interesting. It is interesting. I'm, wonder I'm wondering if it's almost like a journey-like thing where you're you yeah. know, experiencing the world by yourself and then you just see... Like another diver, but that other diver is has a name and yeah, yeah, and is you know like an actual person who's playing at the same time. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, these games are like not action y at all, I right? Like you're not so. fighting fish. I don't, th I don't think so. I yeah. think they really are, and maybe there are parts of it where it's like you're in the deep ocean and there's maybe some scary fish. Like I really don't know, but I I think for the most part it's just a like fun kind of like relaxing ocean exploration experience. Yeah. Um well and it, the this uh relaxing ocean exploration experience coming back to Switch. Yeah. After a long a long time. And uh so yeah, like I like I was saying at the beginning, the first two games were developed by Arika, uh which is a company that's worked with Nintendo a lot. Um in addition to Tetris 99, they did uh Super Mario Brothers 35. They worked on Pac-Man 99. Plus, they have developed like a, a bunch of other games. and So they've got that like online pedigree as well. They, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. They have that online pedigree. But they also have this, that like relationship with Nintendo, which makes me think that this is maybe the one that is published by Nintendo on this list. Maybe Pocket Card Jockey. I can't remember if that was Nintendo published on the... But it wasn't on the It wasn't on iPhone, Apple, yeah. So, That's a good point. Yeah, so probably not here. Um, yeah, weird for Game Freak you know, every now and then. They they published uh, Little Town Hero as well, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it it, uh, it it happens. But it's just weird. Like, poor little Game Freak has to publish a game all by itself. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll check out uh, Endless Ocean, uh, probably because I uh, legally have to. Uh, and it sounds like Mark is as well. What are your, uh, any other like broad takeaways from this uh, direct it's, partner showcase? It's interesting because in watching it, I was like, oh, that that's a pretty good showing. In talking about the games, there's not a ton on here that I plan to pick up. Right. Um, I mean, you get Battle uh, Toads and Battle Maniacs for free. <laughs> This is part of the thing you're already paying for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah. No, I, I would say that the, there's, uh, and I, I felt this as I was watching it, where I was like, there's not a ton here that I'm, like, super interested in that I haven't known about already. Like, Penny's Big Breakaway seems like it'll probably be fun. Um, I have been interested in it for a while. Ditto. Uh, Unicorn Overlord. Um, Overlord? Overload? Overlord. I think it's Unicorn Overlord is is what I'm guessing. Yes, Overlord. Okay, great. Um, uh, but yeah, like for me, the big surprises that I'm like very positive on is uh, that the Nintendo Switch Online, the 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 rare games coming coming to coming to that. I was also surprised that Grounded was one of the games that was coming yes. to Switch, and that it wasn't Hi-Fi Rush or something like that. Hi-Fi Rush. So Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves are both now slated for. Um, PlayStation releases, uh, PlayStation 4 slash 5, um, which, uh, yeah, does feel like, oh, that's a missed opportunity to get Hi-Fi Rush on Switch. There was a rumor that it was planned for Switch, and there was that data, mi data mining right. of, uh, like, a, a shirt that seemed, an in-game shirt that seemed oh, to yeah, indicate right. yes. that it was coming to Switch. But it, So there was the rumor it was coming to Switch, and then a few weeks ago there was the rumor that it at one point was in development for Switch, but got canceled because it couldn't run well on the system. Yeah. That so makes maybe sense. that's what happened. Um, uh, and then that uh, Sea of Thieves uh, is uh, uh, also going to be on, on PlayStation, which marks the first time that a rare developed game is going to be released on a PlayStation platform. Wow, they've done it all. Isn't that crazy? Now Sega just needs to create another console that's right let's get an atari know, right let's yeah just, let's get them on everybody <laughs> look we can get like a uh um a dreamcast version of uh star fox adventures <laughs> took me a long time to find those specifics <laughs> uh yeah uh so a, a very interesting oh uh just another thing to uh point out um in the uh little trailer for the rare games 
um, there's a splash screen at the end that shows like a, a field of stars um, and then uh, like the game boxes appear in like constellations. There are a handful of other constellations of stars that have like outlines, gold outlines around them, just like the boxes do, but there's no game in oh, those boxes. Interesting. So, you know, is that just uh, that's how you design something digitally that you're copying and pasting stuff? Possibly. Uh, it, do they plan to announce future uh, games from Rare in the same way? Also possible. Yeah, that is interesting. They got to put the original Battletoads on there, right? Surprise. Well, but isn't that game famously broken in two player? Yes. Yes. So maybe that is. Cannot a reason. be beaten in two player. So maybe player. that's a reason why yeah. they won't, especially because the online part of Nintendo Switch yeah, Online is, is so important. Is, yeah, part of what they There's do. There's a Game Boy one. They could put the <laughs> Game Boy one out there. They've got to put out. There's it's like tarot or something. One of the early rare developed <laughs> yeah, yep, games yep. for the NES that yep. is just like a card reading, um, simulator. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are there are a lot of games that they got to put out. Not least of which, of course, are uh, Donkey Kong sixty four and Diddy Kong Racing. Um. All right. Any any other takeaways from this? An I interesting know, showcase. An I think. interesting showcase. Yeah. I feel like uh, my mind kind of reels at what. The fact that we're getting a partner showcase in February means for the rest of Nintendo's year. Sort of a late uh, February showcase as well. And, you know, we talked about all the various reasons that it may have been delayed uh, out of like a more reasonable time frame. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there's rumors now of there being an Indie World showcase uh, coming in the next like month or month or two. Uh, and then new hardware, you know, revealed in like May or June or something. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it is starting to feel like we are like genuinely in, uh, end days for, uh, the switch. Yeah. I mean, we'll have the Pokemon presents. Yes, that's right. Presumably something for this year will be at least, at least one thing for switch will be revealed this year. At least one thing. Presumably one thing. Presumably. Yeah. But then, you know, like. And celebrating the four and a half year anniversary of multiple mobile (laughs) games. That also has to happen. And then you have games that have already been announced by Nintendo that aren't dated, or maybe it's just the one. Are we really down to... No, it's uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 and Thousand Year Door. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's right. So we have two. Right, that aren't dated. And then, of course, uh, Princess Peach Showtime we know comes out in March. So maybe that gets us to June, and they have some sort of June presentation for the end of the year. Or maybe... Or that that June presentation could also be for... The Switch 2 coming out in February or whatever. Yeah. Uh, a year from now. Uh, and then we're just like in the desert for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, the February Direct not being a Nintendo, like a full Nintendo Direct is a combo breaker. Yeah. Now we can't reliably depend on a February Direct. Combo breaker. That's so, a Killer Instinct reference right there. Uh, a game that we've talked about already in this uh, partner showcase. I do think so. The we'll talk about it more uh, next week, but the uh, Pokemon Presents the trailer for the Pokemon Presents uh, is playing like the Game Boy music um, with like sounding like a Game Boy. So it makes me wonder if Pokemon Company is finally getting to the place where they are going to put those games on Nintendo Switch Online. Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, interesting. Because there are few ways to boost like uh, Nintendo sales, like putting classic Pokemon games on a platform. Yeah, that is that is interesting. So, like, if they've got nothing else, if they have desperately delayed this thing <laughs> out of the year, like, that's that's a solve. It's yep. a genuine solve. And I believe, I mean, you know, Endless Ocean, maybe not developed by Nintendo, but published by Nintendo. It would not surprise me if we see additional games of this caliber or that sort of arrangement. Sure. Like, I can't remember if it was on the show or just you and I talking because... Uh, 90% of our conversations about Nintendo anyways, <laughs> that, you know, like, could it be, are we due for another Musou game? Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's maybe set in the Tears of the Kingdom world, or, you know, like another Zelda Musou or something else um, that's developed by Bandai Namco, right? Like, so there are still yes. cards that they could play that it's not going to be... Koei Tecmo. Koei Tecmo, thank yeah. you. It's not going to be, like, the bl- uh, blockbuster new Mar- 2D Mario game or something, but... 
I, I anticipate we'll get additional Nintendo I agree releases yeah. through the rest of the year. Yeah, we'll get smaller games. Perhaps a weird year for me to commit to buying everything they put out. <laughs> Hope you love 3DS and Wii games. I mean, I do. So, uh, look, as long as they put out a re-release of Wii Music, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> that would be so amazing. No, that was our big complaint with Wii U is we couldn't share yes. the stuff that we were making. Yes. And if you could do that, they, they've done it with uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Yeah. Nintendo Swiss music. It's time. Look, Miyamoto yes. was a big booster for Pikmin, mm-hmm. and um, that franchise has found its feet. It's yes. time for him to return to the Wii music. There we go. And make that game the I su- mean, honestly, success it deserves. Could it have been? <laughs> Look, we had a great afternoon playing Wii music and then never thought about it again. <laughs> But, like, if all of your uh, Wii remotes are, in fact, Joy-Cons and therefore have the uh, motion tracking capabilities of, uh, you know, Wii Motion Plus, like, you can probably get a better performance out of, like, all of those instruments, right? Like, that was one of the issues yep. with Wii Music. Okay, all right. This is the new rumor. This is the new thing that we're <laughs> that we want. Let's get this ball rolling. Let's get this ball rolling. Nintendo Switch Music. Um, all right, Mark, we've talked about this presentation and then some. Let's close this out. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, thank you so much to our 16-bit patrons, Connor McCabe, Patrice Millet, David Henley, uh, Alias X, and Kyle Seaborn. We appreciate you all so much. We appreciate everyone who is part of the Patreon or listening to the show or in the Discord or any combination of those things. Thank you for hanging out with us. If you would like to be in the Discord, all you got to do is send us an email and I will send you an invitation. Uh, Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now for my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick ellers saying thank you for listening <laughs>